Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For sure, we have been impacted by the wider sense of uncertainty that has affected our lives and our economy. And as a consequence, we have seen a large portion of our clients' investment in marketing being reduced or paused altogether. But in true Australian spirit, we have been resilient and focused on taking this challenge as a time to reassess things and invest rather than sit and wait for the storm to pass. Hello and welcome to the Small Business First podcast. I'm Lucy Kippis, the editor of Flying Solo. The voice you just heard was Andrea Azzori. He's the founder of Umbria Digital Content Agency, and he's talking about his response to the financial pressures of COVID. Next, I'll be chatting through a small business news of the week lineup with Sess Busby, editor of Koshi's Business Builders, followed by an interview with Joanna Chung, the head of product and finance for MYOB. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, Sess, to the SBF podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. Let's get stuck into this week's top stories. So new financial year, new small business tax cuts. That's an exciting thing to put on the table. Yeah, it's great. Um, it does mean a uh, new financial year means new tax cuts for small business. It, uh, way back in 2018, I think it was October maybe, um, Parliament passed a whole set of legislation for tax cuts for small business that were meant to roll out a bit later than what they are, but because of COVID, the government's brought those tax cuts forward early. So from July 1, um, those new cuts are locked in. And what they basically mean is if you're a incorporated small business um, with a trade of 50 million or less than your tax, will go from being 27.5% to 26%, which should actually save you quite a bit of money. And if you're not an incorporated business, then you'll also get a, um, the tax offset is increasing. It's, it's changing from, I think, 8%. It's going to 13%, I think. So given how tough small business is doing it at the moment, everyone's really struggling to be able to not have to pay so much tax is a blessing at this time of year, I'd say. So Absolutely. yay for that happening. Yes, yay for that. A big a big tick for that this week. I um speaking of things that are making you feel better, I really liked the story I was reading on the SMH about Accenture, where they're focusing on getting their employees to finish work at 5.30 on a Friday in the hope that it will help them manage stress. And a big part of that is also cutting back on meetings which I think anyone who's spent any significant amount of time on Zoom in the last four months will probably appreciate as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a really nice story. Um, I think Accenture's this massive company, half a million people, global, hundreds of offices. Um, and basically during the pandemic, they shifted everyone, well, pretty much 95% of their employees to working 
remotely. And what they found was they had a massive spike in productivity because of this, um, which of course, as a business, they'd be going, yay. But they also took a closer look at what was happening in terms of what their employees were doing. And it kind of seemed like um, people were always on. Like I think the quote in the Herald from one of the senior execs was something like, it's not like we're working from home. It's like we're living in the office. So people just (laughs) (laughs) felt like they were working, working, working. So the company has decided they want to pull back on that. They want to address that before it becomes a mental health issue and they want to stop people from burning out. So they are insisting that people clock off at 5.30. They're instigating um, summer Fridays. They're giving people access to mental health apps like Headspace. And they're also going, if you don't need to have meetings, like don't have them, (laughs) make meetings something that are a necessity. And I think it's a a really great story and something um, that as a small business owner, you can look at and learn from as well because small business owners are notorious for not looking after their own mental health and for working like drudges anyway. (laughs) Absolutely. Even more so now. So really it's like saying pay closer attention to what you're doing, make sure that you're switching off and looking after your mental health. And um, I completely agree. And, And what I was thinking about was, you know, for so many of us who actually still work from home in our businesses, the fact that people in big companies found working at home more difficult to switch off at such an interesting point because I know that, you know, our audience struggles with that themselves. So it's a reminder to everyone to cut back your meetings and finish work at 5.30 on a Friday. It's a good, yeah. um, a good campaign to get behind. Yeah, and um, I'm ha- I would happily get behind summer Fridays if um, Koshi's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pay attention in our office. Um, <laughs> And the final story that you wanted to talk about this week was? Uh, Open banking. Um, Probably a lot of people are like, open what? Like, (laughs) it's been bandied around for a long time and people don't really get what it is about. But basically, from July 1, open banking has kicked in and it's really expected to revolutionise finance because what it does is give a lot of control of that data that the bank has on your um, financial history, it gives that control back to you and it will make it a lot more simple for you as a consumer or a small business owner to negotiate better deals or to switch to alternative um, finance providers because the data will be easily migratable and um, the banks can't go, oh, that's too much trouble too bad (laughs) we're not going to pass on that information which kind of was happening a lot so people were constantly going to the big four for um, their financial needs when they could possibly have got better deals from fintechs and the fintechs weren't getting the info they needed out of the banks to be able to provide some of the loans Um, and it also means you know your data is yours you've got if you want to query something, it's a lot easier for you to query than it was before. Access to finance should be better. Basically, in a nutshell, that means it will be much more easier for people to try to get the money that they need to keep their businesses going. Also a bit of good news. Anything that saves Mm. us time in that regard is good. Yeah. 
Thanks, Sess, for being the fountain of useful information that you are. <laughs> You're most welcome. We'll catch you next week. Surviving as a small business can be tough at the best of times, but thanks to COVID, our everyday life has become even more challenging. With so many of us slowly building our businesses back to life, how do we put our best financial foot forward? Joining us today to discuss exactly that is Joe Chung, the Head of Product and Finance at MYOB. Welcome to Small Business First, Joe. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So your role at MYOB would have given you a really interesting perspective of small businesses over the last few months during COVID. What are some of your most um, interesting insights into what your customers were sharing with you about their experiences? Yeah, look, Lucy, the impact of COVID had such a significant impact on so many small businesses. Um, For many of them, they kind of went from being a thriving and growing business one day to virtually having no revenue coming in the next um, as those lockdown restrictions are rolled out. There are three key insights that I can share with you just based on things that we heard from businesses about how they adapted to quickly survive. So the first one was really around keeping customers front of mind. So as unsettling as things were for many small businesses, Many of these key, a number of these small businesses actually re- recognised how important it was to realise that the situation was equally unsettling for their customers as well. So the best businesses that we saw out there were actually those that kept their customers' best interests at heart. They remained a really human point of contact and they communicated clearly and communicated often with their customers about what they could do, couldn't do, um, what the customer could get from them, when they could get it, etc. The second uh, key insight was really around the creativity that came out from so many small businesses. So as the world kind of rapidly changed, we saw so many ways in which businesses got creative and how they continued to survive. So what we saw was the key questions they were asking is what can I do to build my customers' confidence to continue to interact with me as a business? They did that by looking at what was it that their customers were looking for? What was it that their customers were worried about and thought about ways in which they could adapt or pivot or change to be able to meet those customer needs. Um, The third area was really around understanding cash flow. This became really crucial um, when those lockdown uh, restrictions first came into play. So when it comes to cash flow, it was really crucial for them to be able to understand their position. That included knowing what money they had coming in, what money they had going out, and what they actually needed in order to survive. So those were some of the the insights that we got out of uh, the interactions that we had with small businesses during this time. Yeah, and it definitely, I mean, all of those issues are definitely something we noticed within our community as well. The cash flow point is um, obviously crucial to today's conversation because, as we all know, businesses just don't run well without cash flow, at least understanding them. Um, As you've said, given the challenges of the last few months, you know, we have to look at things differently. What do you think we need to do in terms of reminding ourselves about mindset at the moment when it comes to cash flow? Because things are obviously different to how they were, say, this time last year. How can we sort of... Yeah. Look, it's, it's a really different mindset small businesses are needing to take right now. So the way I look at it is there's actually 
six key things that they need to think about um, when it comes to cash flow. The first element is really around reviewing your outgoings. So look at your expenses. What can be stopped, delayed or renegotiated? So for example, if you have a physical presence that you're no longer being able to operate out of, are there costs that are associated with operating that physical presence that no longer are applicable? So things like cleaning, um, many businesses actually stopped their cleaning services when their businesses shut. Uh, in order to save costs. The second element is really around reviewing income. So how much of an impact has COVID-19 actually had on your income for your business? Take a look at the underlying piece, which so what are the products that are selling, products and services which are selling and which ones aren't? Reviewing this will actually help the business consider what opportunities exist to continue to drive revenue for their, for their business going forward. The third is forecasting. That's so crucial. So once you know your outgoings and you know what income is, you can actually um, achieve, forecast out, take a look at the next six months and understand what are the elements that are critical to enable your business to manage its cash flow through this period. Uh, the fourth element is really being realistic. So it's great to be optimistic about what you can achieve as a business, but build your forecast based on what you know. So the assumptions that are known, the assumptions that you have high level of confidence in. Um, you want to be in a strong position on what it is you can and can't control during this time. Uh, the fifth element is really around getting paid faster. So this is a this is a crucial element for businesses. So with the number of businesses and individuals who are all impacted through COVID-19, the questions businesses need to be asking themselves is how can I make it easier for my customers to pay me um, under these current situation? So for example, if face-to-face -face is no longer feasible, are there other things they can be thinking about such as a move to invoicing your customers and receiving payments in that way? Do you need to be able to convert cash payments into electronic payments? What are your options around doing that? And the sixth and last area um, that they should really be thinking about is what are ways to extend your cash flow? Um, so for example, is finance a consideration? Are you able to utilise lines of credit to extend your business cash flow? Are there other options such as invoice financing or being able to tap into government stimulus such as the SME loan guarantee programs to be able to boost cash flow through this period? So those are six areas that I think um, small businesses really need to think about uh, when it comes to managing cash flow and thinking about the cash flow for their business. That's a great list of considerations. I just wanted to touch a bit more on the financial planning aspect or as you called it, um, forecasting. We are speaking in the second week of July and obviously it's new financial year. In the past, we may have made, you know, we may have projected for the next 12 months. Do you think it's appropriate at the moment to make a 12 month plan or should we be looking at sort of just six months at this stage? Look, a forecast is only as good as the underlying assumptions that go into them. And in this rapidly changing environment, it's really hard to predict what might be happening six months out from today, let alone 12 months out. Um, so for many small businesses, actually a six month plan will be a lot more useful than putting your time and effort into a 12 month plan. With that, however, and those shorter duration plans does come the need to review them much more frequently. So what we've actually seen a lot of businesses moving towards is actually much shorter duration plans, uh, but a much more frequent review cycle. So I actually sit um, on the governance board for a not-for-profit business at the moment. And through this period, we actually moved to three-month forecasts uh, when the COVID crisis actually hit. Um, but we were reviewing that on a fortnightly basis. So getting together and taking a look at 
what were all the new stimulus uh, pieces that are coming out for the government, how did it impact the business, what could be leveraged, what could not be leveraged, what did it mean for cash flow, et cetera. As we've gotten more confident, we've extended that out to a, a six-month period. Um, but I think six months is a really good uh, length of time for small businesses at present. Good to know. And, I mean, um, that sort of creative, if that's the right word to use, creative approach to the way that we used to do things. COVID's obviously challenged us to look at everything and change the way we've done everything. I wondered if that same approach could be used in terms of looking at ways we might need to cut business costs in a in a temporary sense as well are there any ways that we need to any particular areas we need to be looking at that we might not have had to consider before in terms of cutting expenses yeah look i think the best thing for a small business to do is really look at breaking down their costs and going through line by line um, where do you incur costs so for example what is fixed and what's a variable cost of those uh, expenses that are fixed what can you stop delay or renegotiate um, Examples that we're seeing small businesses really focus on are things like stopping the cleaning expenses, as I've said. Stopping things like photocopy expenses, it's amazing the things that a small business could actually incur in terms of ongoing mm. expenses that are no longer necessary during this period. Telephony support expenses is another one. If you're no longer running your call centre, you're no longer running your staff, can you actually pause some of those uh, expenses or change some of those expenses on the way through? It's really important to take a proactive approach to cost management and to actually reach out to your suppliers. During this time, we're seeing so many organisations are prepared to offer support to their customers and actually be open to discussing terms. So it's really important to explore those avenues and set your business up for success going through this period. And what do you think are some of the questions we should be asking ourselves then in terms of our, our income and product sales? Is there a similar mindset we can adopt there? Yeah, look, as I said earlier, it's important for businesses to really take a look at how they make their income, how they earn their revenue. So how much has COVID-19 really impacted their revenue? Looking at those underlying products and services that a business offers and working out which ones are selling and which ones aren't is going to be critical. So that kind of leads to the whole thing around what opportunities exist to allow you to be able to continue generating in income. So there's been so many examples we've seen of small businesses across Australia who are adapting to the times. So for example, high-end restaurants who can no longer have diners in their location, they're moving to, towards takeaway dining experiences as opposed to just takeaway. Um, we've seen local cafes who've been impacted who are now selling groceries and essentials as well so people can pick it up and move and that's another way for them to earn income. We've seen personal trainers, dance studios, for example, they're moving towards online Zoom classes as mm -hmm. a way to continue providing services to their customers. So taking this lens to the products and services that your business offers will really help create um, or help the business to create these solid plans for continuing to be able to support their customers through this period, uh, as well as maintaining revenue coming into the business. And Joe, the last question I wanted to, to ask you was, there'd been some research recently through um, the ABS that showed 70% of small businesses have been impacted by economically by COVID and that this um, impact has had um, a negative uh, impact really again on our confidence levels. What do you, what's your advice in regard to this when it comes to planning for the rest of this next year? Look, there's a saying I came across a few years ago, which I actually feel is really applicable in these times. And it's 
the saying is the bigger the challenge, the bigger the opportunity for growth. Um, my advice for businesses during these times is to remain positive and seek out the opportunities that will exist for your business during these times. The number one question to ask yourself is, what can I do to build my customer's confidence? Um, and in order to get to the answer for that, it'll be really critical to understand what your customers are looking for and look at what changes can you make to your products and services in order to meet these needs and increase your customer's confidence in doing business with you. Um, this will just be really critical to ensure you can maximise your opportunities for the rest of this financial year. Um, and there's been some fantastic examples of businesses that are building confidence about the health and safety of their customers as their customers interact with them, making it easier for their customers to interact with them, making it easier for their customers to ensure social distancing is there, um, making it easier for their customers to be able to continue to access their products and services. So yeah, that, that, that's what I'd recommend. I really like that quote. Joe. thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. No, thank you very much for having me.